And I realized that so much of the decisions that I make are based on this primary question. It's a question that you ask yourself every single day, multiple times throughout the day. And when you figure out what that primary question is, you'll know because you'll know that that's what it is. You're listening to Investing for Good, a show that brings you the stories and strategies of people who are investing to build a legacy for their families, create a meaningful and intentional life by design, and impact the world around them. And now, here are your hosts, Annie Dickerson and Julie Lamb. Hello to all of our listeners out there. This is Annie Dickerson here with my co-host, Julie Lamb. Julie, how are you today? I am doing fantastic. Super excited to be here today. Oh, I am so excited. This is a special episode for all of our listeners out there. Today, it's just me and Julie. We don't have a guest today, but we are hot off the heels of Tony Robbins' Date with Destiny as we are recording this. And I think I speak for both Julie and I when I say that we got so much out of this event that we just could not wait to share with all of you all the things that we learned, all the things that we went into the event with, why we went to the event and how it's completely changed our lives, even in just, you know, in just the couple days since the event has transpired. But I know it sounds like a lot. It sounds dramatic when I say our life has changed, but I feel like that's almost an understatement. (laughs) Yeah. 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 No, it certainly um, has. Definitely. It's funny because at the first UPW event they, you know, that we ever went to, they say at the event that life will never be the same. And it certainly was not the same. Um, you know, I came home from that and learned a lot about me and, you know, people around me and, you know, what drives me, the life I wanted to live, the life I didn't want to live anymore, you know, all of that stuff. But Date with Destiny was, you know, really an event that showed me that UPW really was just skimming the surface of this big pool of, you know, information out there that is not widely accepted, widely known and widely shared, you know, and UPW was more like the introduction into that and Date with Destiny is really like diving into the pool and getting the chance to swim in the waters and really see like, you know, what is this world that we live in? What is it all about? And, you know, how, who are we at the core? Uh, what drives us? What motivates us? You know, what kind of people are we so that you can start to understand you know, how to work better with yourself first, mm-hmm. first and foremost, mm-hmm. not to mention, you know, how can I work better with a business partner or how can I work better in a relationship? So, so to all of our listeners who are new to this whole Tony Robbins world. So UPW <laughs> is Unleash the Power Within. And Julie, you and I, I think it was in 2019 was the first time we went to yeah. UPW. And mm-hmm. I remember we went, um, for our business. We really went when we were like, okay, we're going to learn more about how to drive our business, grow our business. And I think at that event, we learned so much more about ourselves and the relationships and connections that we have with people around us and all the other Mm -hmm. aspects of our lives. And we realized Mm -hmm. how much focus we'd been putting on our business and some of the other areas in our life that needed some of that focus and attention. Yeah. Um, 
And so then we decided to go again this year, but mm-hmm. unfortunately with COVID, I think we were originally scheduled to go in, in March. March. Of, yes. Of <laughs> I think it was the day that the country shut down or yes. that week, right? right? March 13th. week because I remember yeah. Tony's team had sent out this email saying, no, no, we're not going to cancel the event. It's, you yeah. know, the events are like 15,000 people. And they're like, no, mm-hmm. no, we're not going to cancel. We've never in 40 years canceled a single mm-hmm. event. And then they sent another email actually, we're going to have to cancel. The governor (laughs) said there's no events. And so over this time, you know, they've always done these live events. And for any of our listeners who have been to these events, you know, it's like, it's not an event. It's an experience. Yeah. It's like lights and music and people jumping up and down dancing. And it's just, it's otherworldly, really. Well, it's like not even just a few people either. Not even, not even a few hundred people, not even a a few thousand people. You're talking 15,000 people in one room and (laughs) dancing and chanting and saying all this stuff. It's kind of cult-like. It's, it was kind of bizarre. Like, you know, when you first go, you're like, Ooh, I I feel kind of uncomfortable. Um, but it was, yeah, it's the, the, the feeling that you're, that you get when you're in the room with that many people, you know, living this experience together is unlike anything that I've ever done before. Yeah. And so that's what, okay. So there, we're doing these live events and they were like, after several months, they were like, okay, we're going to do it virtually. And we were like, virtually, how can you possibly <laughs> do that virtually yeah. and have the same experience? Cause I remember being in that room of 15,000 people and you know, we weren't near the front. We were like in the middle or towards the back and Tony's like, he's six feet, seven inches tall, but you look uh-huh. at the stage and he's like a speck, teeny tiny, yeah. tiny, he's like football yeah. fields away. Oh, yeah. But yeah. then you still all the way back there, you have the big screens, you have the lights mm-hmm. and the music and you still feel that energy. And yeah, I remember when they said they were rolling out the virtual event, we were like, well, how how can I possibly have that same experience in yeah. my home with all these mm-hmm. distractions? But they mm-hmm. did such an amazing job. It's so unprecedented. And it's created such an incredible virtual experience, experience. for people around the world. Yeah. Yeah. It was so, I mean, even more impactful for me doing it here in the freedom of, you know, not like of my own home to be able to express myself and experience it in the comfort of my own home and having Tony in my home, like that's what it feels like. Right. And he, he spent like, I forget, do you remember what he said? Like 12 million or $20 million uh-huh. building out this huge, this studio where this they've been. Studio. Yeah. This mm-hmm. virtual studio or not a real studio to hold the virtual events, but it's wild. You know, he's, he comes on screen and he, behind him is this huge screen. Like, I don't know, it's maybe like 20 feet high, maybe 15 feet high. Cause it's like mm-hmm. double him and maybe like 40 feet wide, something like that. And he stands there and just looks at all the zoom. It's all the little mm-hmm. zoom images. Yeah. And there's like, you know, a hundred of them behind him. And it's, then he has one in front of him too. Mm-hmm. So even his experience, like the way they've been 
been able to like for him recreate his experience in the studio of like, you know, virtually having everybody around him or whatever. Um, and then they had the app where you like shake mm -hmm. it to say, you know, make your move and yes. And like the cheering and the clapping and all of that. So it, it really did feel like we were, we were there and, you know, just being able to see all the zoom faces behind him, mm -hmm. it did feel like, you know, recreated that feeling of like being there yeah. with like a ton of people. So it was the faces. I thought that was a huge dis yeah. distinguisher from the, the verge uh, from the live event, because at the live yeah. event, you see the backs of people's heads, yep. right. And it's mm -hmm. dark and you kind of see movement and things, but yeah. sometimes somebody's heads blocking your view of the screen and you know, yeah. it's like, but then at home, like you said, you're in the comfort of your own home. You have a great view and you see all these people's faces from around uh -huh. the world. People put up signs like uh -huh. love from Venezuela, love uh -huh. from Mexico, uh -huh. love from Peru, uh -huh. wherever. And it's, you get this sense of all this love pouring out from all over oh. the world and all these people, these high achievers, right? A lot of yeah. them are entrepreneurs, very successful people, mm -hmm. but coming to the table and having the same types of challenges, which mm -hmm. was such a unique experience. Okay. So, okay. We, we've shared some of the backstory yeah. around like why we go to these events and what we've gotten out of them. So let's get to the meat of it with yep. date with destiny. So yes. Julie, tell us some of your, I mean, we could go oh, on for hours. About I this, know. Start with some of your like <laughs> your, top, your top takeaways or, oh, or the top gosh. things that you realized or you learned or you're taking away from the event. Yeah. I mean, oh my goodness. I don't even know where to start because it's like you said, there's just so, well, because just to give everyone an idea, right? Of the, 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 the oh, yes, the scope the, of this yes, event. Yes. Yeah. Like, it's not, not a one day event. Like, no. First of all, it's not a one day event. And it's not like you're in there for five hours a day, you are literally on this, this zoom call with, I think there was like 5,000 people at day with destiny with 5,000 other people from seven 30 Pacific time in the morning or so some days it was six 30 in the morning till 1130 at night, nonstop nonstop. They'd have like little breaks here and there, but for the most part, it was rolling. Somebody's talking. Tony was there, I think almost every single day, mm -hmm. maybe one day he wasn't there, but I think he was there for most of the days, but just to, yeah. Give, so there's, when you think about the content and how much, how much was we took away, it, it was more than a seminar. And that's why we really feel like it was an experience. And there's just so when we say like, Oh my gosh, we don't even know where to start was because, <laughs> you, you know, I mean, what is it like, you know, six, seven, 80 hours yeah. of intense mm -hmm. like integration that we did and it is wild and so you know I, I I just to start I mean I think one of my biggest things was thinking he's so Tony talks about the primary question and he talks about this idea that everybody has a primary question I'm like what I remember when he first started talking about this I'm like I don't know what he's like. It's like some <laughs> other thing. I'm like, I don't know what this guy's talking about. Right. And he started to explain what it was that in your life, and you got to, I encourage everyone out there who's listening to this to take some time to really think about what your primary question might be. Because as he talked us through it, I realized what my primary, I figured it out and, and you did as well. And I realized that so much of the decisions that I make are based on this primary question. It's a question that you ask yourself 
every single day, multiple times throughout the day. And when you figure out what that primary question is, you'll know because you're, you'll know that that's what it is. It's like everything you do, whether it's in your relationship at home, whether it's in the way you raise your kids, whether it's in your job and you know how you approach the work world, whether it's in relationships with friends, it's, it guides that question guides everything. And so when I figured out my question, which was for me, how can I do more to be loved? There was like that component that tied into being loved. And it was like how I need to do more always to be loved. And, and that led me to a place of it never being enough. Nothing. It didn't matter what I did. And he told that amazing story about the king and the, the genie. And uh, I, I want to go into it, but they're, they, I want to share other things too. But, it, you know, it's th- when you get in that place where things are never enough to be loved too. It's not just things are never enough, but you throw yourself into a world of burnout, uh, unfulfillment, you know, all of these things. And that's why I came to the event because I was experiencing some of those feelings. And so for me, that was so impactful just to one, figure out what my primary question was. And then two, to write a new primary question for myself. And he helps you structure that in the event. And, um, you know, the new primary question should be one that presupposes something that you already have in your life and that it really invites more of that. And so for me, my question was, how can I appreciate even more? This is my new primary question. How can I appreciate even more all of the love and the people that I already have in my life? So it presupposes that I already have love and I already have people in my life. And how can I just appreciate that even more? And when you move through your day with that new primary question behind you, in your relationships with your kids, your business partner, your, you know, staff, your team, your, you know, clients that you work with, it is, it just changes your whole face almost, right? Like it's like you, you as a, at the core of who you are, it just becomes the thing that leads you and guides you. So for me, that was, that was one of my big takeaways. Um, but yeah, I don't know. What was, what was yeah. one of your top takeaways? No, I, I, I'm not ready to go there yet because <laughs> I want to dive in more on this. This For all our listeners, this is, this is such a, a core to, to what we do and why we do what we do is that yeah. helping you to create that meaningful and intentional life by design. And in order to do that, you have to, you have to go through exercises like this to realize what you really want and what yes. your goals are in life and how you're yes. currently operating and make that two Mm -hmm. millimeter shift Mm -hmm. to be able to change your destiny. And so Tony says that, you know, this question, as Julie was saying, um, it's something you ask yourself many, many times, like over and over again, but it's subconscious. So unless you actually take the time to think about what it is, you don't know that you're asking no this idea. question. Yep. And <laughs> as he was going through this, I still remember he was telling everybody like his question was, um, how can I make this better? Mm-hmm. Which on the surface, it sounds like a good question, but then it's like, well, if you dig into it, that means things aren't good enough right now. Right. So it's like, he's always trying to fill it with more and more. And so he talked about his experience and then how he helped his family members and friends uh-huh. to find theirs. And I remember still he said, and as he's going through this, I'm like, oh, what could mine be? And I'm like, hmm, I like to teach people. Maybe it's like, how can I impact people more? How can I teach uh-huh. people more? And then he's like, if you're thinking of a question that sounds good, 
that's not your primary question. <laughs> He's like, your primary question is something that's raw and it's ugly. Yeah. And, you know, you have to dig deep. Mm-hmm. And when I did that, I found my primary question, which uh-huh. is ugly and it <laughs> is raw. And for all mm-hmm. these years, I've been operating with the primary question of how can I show that I'm better than everybody mm-hmm. else in the room? And uh, when I realized that, I was like, Oh my gosh. I mean, it makes sense, right? Because I love teaching people, which presupposes mm-hmm. that I have something of value mm-hmm. to teach others so yeah. I can show them that I'm better, right? And yeah. I, t- I was like, oh my goodness, that's where yeah. this is coming from. And like yeah. that moment, I was like, wow. Like when I think about how I operate in every situation, yeah. in every room that I'm in, and I'm like, I'm always subconsciously thinking about, okay, how can I be just a little bit better than whoever else is here? Uh-huh. And I <laughs> I'm like, what? I've been cheating myself all these years because now I just, I realize like, yes, that gives me some significance in that mm-hmm. moment, mm-hmm. but it's cheating me out of my authentic self, like who I am and what I really would have brought to that situation. And it's also cheating the other people out of like their greatness and what yeah. they bring to the table. So yeah. when we went through that exercise, I changed my primary question Uh uh, from how can I be better than everybody else Mm -hmm. to how can I more fully embrace the greatness Mm -hmm. that's already within me and within others in this moment. And you are absolutely spot on when you say that, you know, just by that little change, changing that primary question to a new question that serves you Mm -hmm. better, it will, it will change your entire life. And it's only been a few days (laughs) since, since the event, but like, Already, Uh, I'm like, every moment I'm checking myself, I'm like, okay, am I asking the old question or am I asking the new question? And every moment I'm like, I already feel myself being more of who Mm -hmm. I truly am. Yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting because I feel like the event really makes you stand up and look at yourself in the mirror and deep, deep in the mirror and no playing around, like, and in a way and in a setting and a format, especially because it's at home is so comfortable to do. And I think right now doing this, these, you know, virtual events, it's a unique opportunity for anyone out there who might be considering. I definitely recommend doing UPW first, um, but doing it, there's one coming up in March. I don't know when we'll air this, but there's one coming up in March, um, early March of 2021. And, you know, for the price point, I think it's like three, $400. It, it will change your life, even that. And, but yeah, it, it was, I mean, just such a, so incredible, but, you know, talking about, you brought up um, significance and, and, and that mm-hmm. I realized that in so much of what I do, we did these spheres of influence, I think is what it was mm-hmm, called. Mm-hmm. Right. And he had three spheres and one was your work, one was relationships and one was self. And he had you draw a circle according to what your priority is. So, you know, if work is your priority, that's going to be your biggest sphere. And then next to that, like relationships would be another one off to the side that might not be as big. And and then self, it might be really small. That's how it was for me. My, my work sphere was huge and my relation, no, my self one was a little bit bigger and my relationship one was really teeny, teeny, <laughs> tiny. But what I, and within each of those spheres, he talks about what need are you trying to meet by devoting that much time to it. Mm -hmm. And I realized that for me, work was like my biggest. And I realized that my two top needs that I was trying to achieve by 
focusing so hard on work was significance first and certainty second. And when you lead with that need and you're always trying to fill that significance, you're never going to feel the feeling of fulfillment. And so it never, and it goes back to my primary question, it was never enough. And I'm leading with something that doesn't fulfill me Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, it's like, so, okay, I'm so important. Like what else is there? You know, you don't, you feel kind of empty inside and then it just, it all, it's a cycle, right? Because then you just want to do more and you just want to be certain and you want to do more and you want to be significant. And And then I realized that now, you know, for me, work is, is my new need is I want to have contribution and growth. And when you think about that and let that be the need that you're trying to satisfy through your work, how different it is, even in the relationships, you know, in our partnership and our relationship and how I look at the business, our businesses that we have and, you know, how I approach it. How can I contribute more? How can we grow more? Not because I need to feel important and significance and the certainty and all of that. And so just these, again, like you said, little two millimeter shifts change everything in terms of your experience of the world that we live in. And so the spheres was another big one, big, big yeah. one for me, you know. It's funny you mention Maslow's hierarchy of needs. It's mm-hmm. come up a few different times in my life. The first time was in a textbook in college because mm-hmm. I majored in psychology and mm-hmm. they teach in the personality classes and whatnot um, about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And mm-hmm. I had memorized it way mm-hmm. back then mm-hmm. thinking like, oh, this is just like a textbook thing. You yeah. know, like this is never going to you know impact my life or I don't even know how this applies to anything. And then fast forward to the last few years and our coach, our business coach has brought it up again and again, this hierarchy of needs with us as business owners, as well as with our investors. And so for our listeners out there, so the hierarchy goes like this. So at the bottom and you go in order. So you only move up as you get satiated with the lower level. So you've got at the bottom, you've got certainty. So, right, think about like a a baby needs certainty, needs that safety to know that they can get all of their needs met. They can't, the baby can't think about contribution because Mm -hmm. they have to know where their food is coming from. Mm -hmm. And so certainty is first, that's the basic level. So once Mm -hmm. you've gotten that certainty met, then that next need is variety. So Mm -hmm. once you've got all the certainty you need, you're like, ah, darn, I'm bored. I Mm -hmm. need some variety in my life, the spice Uh of life. And so you look for a little bit of uncertainty as Mm -hmm. you get that variety. And once you get that met, the next level is significance. So now you're looking to make a name for yourself or to, Mm -hmm. and then above connection, then you have the top two tiers, which are really the, the two needs of the human spirit, which are growth and contribution. Those are the Mm -hmm. highest needs. And that's where everybody is trying to get to. But the problem is that so many of us are caught up in these lower level needs because, you know, for whatever reason, our our past, our upbringing, our childhood, Mm -hmm. lots of experiences in our lives, you know, Mm -hmm. that significance or that variety or that connection hasn't been fulfilled. And so all of our actions, all of our behaviors are to try to fill that hole in our lives, which is exactly what I realized too was, you know, I always, when I looked at this pyramid, 
I was like, oh, no, no, I'm like growth and contribution all the way. Like, I don't need any of that other stuff. But then through the event, it's like you said, you know, with that mirror, you really are forced to look at yourself, your mm -hmm. true self. Mm -hmm. um, and I saw, same as you did, that that significance factor, which it's not terrible because it's, it's brought not. us to where we are. Yep. It's mm -hmm. really, it's pushed us to continue to drive the business, mm -hmm. grow the business and to reach that significance to get our name out there. So mm -hmm. it's a good thing on the one mm -hmm. hand. But also, yeah. if you let it get away from you, it can turn into a negative thing. So it's, it's the value is in recognizing it um, mm -hmm. so that you can fill that need for significance and move to those upper levels. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so interesting thinking about, you know, just being faced with looking at yourself and Tony, Tony dives deep with other people on the call and you get to watch that experience. Oh, I and loved so, those. It was like so Oprah on stage. <laughs> it was like amazing. <laughs> well, and it's so funny because people are like, pick me, pick me. And then they're like all like, you know, dancing right. and they're like, woo. And like literally like two minutes in, Tony, he's got them on their knees because yep. he's like, now, if that was true, mm -hmm. then you wouldn't want this. Yeah. Isn't that true? And then all of a sudden you see their whole face change yeah. and you see the uh -huh. tears start streaming down and you're sitting there in your home, tears start I streaming know. down because you know that what he's saying is true and mm -hmm. he makes you look deep inside of you. There's no surface stuff. This is like the real raw questions and you see people just like oh man it was mm -hmm. I had I must have gone through I must have emptied my trash at least like three times throughout the whole event because and I got went through like tons of tissue boxes because yep. I was just sitting here just like mm -hmm. oh my gosh and it's it was I think especially right now was just such a good release of emotion for me because of mm -hmm. everything that's been happening yeah. with COVID and, you know, all of this stuff with investing and, you know, where do we go from here? What does it look like? And kids at home. And so to be, to go to this event and release emotionally in, in the way of crying and release joy too. It's not mm -hmm. a lot of times. It's not like I'm sitting there like yeah, so sad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was like tears of grace. Like he likes yeah, to grace say, tears. you know, mm -hmm. yeah, grace tears. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, and I just sit there and cry and just let it all come out. And mm -hmm. at the end of the event, yesterday, I guess was our first day without the event. I just was like on a, on a high because I just was just felt renewed and I just, you know, felt so good. And remember we were like, we don't want to leave. We're like, yeah, yeah we, what time tomorrow? <laughs> we start tomorrow? <laughs> and so, yeah. And then that led us to, we're also doing life mastery and wealth mastery and we've got business mastery coming up in March, the end of March as well. And so it's just, you know, if this six day event changed our personal lives and believe into obviously our professional lives, I cannot even imagine what business mastery is going to be like. I mean, I, I I can't even, you know, I'm so excited for that just so that we can dive deep into, you know, the business side of it as well and, and take what we learned at Date With Destiny and really apply it to the business mastery piece as well. But I think, you know, moving on to something else that, that was really amazing was the five elements and learning about what that was all about and learning about how everybody fits into one of these categories and they fit into one of the five elements. And as Tony was talking about them, the first one he started talking about was wood. And I think, what are the five elements? It's like wood. Yes. So it's fire, wood, fire, earth, water, gold, metal, and water. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
And so as he's describing Wood and, you know, because that's he, Tony's a Wood. And as he's describing who Wood is, I was just sitting there like, oh my gosh, like this is me. I am Wood. I'm a Wood. It made perfect <laughs> sense. And then, you know, we were slacking back and forth and, and I was like, what do you think you are? You're like, oh, I'm a fire, 100%. <laughs> and, and when we realized that, it gave me insight into our relationship and mm -hmm. our dynamic in the business because I, and he said this, and when he said these words, I knew immediately what you know the 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 power of the dynamic of our relationship and he said that would people need fire people in their lives to help them burn their wood? So if you're wood, wood, wood all the time, it's, you're going to feel stressed and, you know, and anxious and you need the fire person in your life to help burn some of that. And so wood people are very driven. They're very, you know, like see the goal, go after it. They don't really see anything else around them. And fire is more of like joyous and happy and lighthearted, really, you know, kind of like fire. And, um, and when I, and that even alone gives us so much insight into our relationship and our partnership and how we work together in the business and what we each bring to the table and really value that even more, you know? Yeah. I remember Tony talking about how, you know, when you think about your kids, mm -hmm. right. And you think, okay, well, like uh, my two boys, they've grown up in the same household. Yes. Mm -hmm. A few years apart, but same household, same parents, same values, same bedtime, you know, like all the things, right? Mm -hmm. But they are tremendously different people. And so Tony says, you know, we call all, we all come into this world with a little bit of something different, in essence, a core mm -hmm. that's a little bit different. And so that's where these five elements come from. They originally come from Chinese medicine. And again, they are wood, fire, earth, golden metal and water. Yeah. And so just a quick primer for our listeners. So wood, as Julie said, is very, they're driven, they're focused on progress. Fire is more playful, creative, joyous. Earth is all about celebrating everyone and that harmonious peace and making sure that everybody is getting along and everybody's, you know, at their best and supported. And then gold and metal are the architects and the designers. They are very focused on the details. Mm -hmm. And then water is, as water in nature is, more slower moving, calmer, but they are the deep creative thinkers. They're like the novelists and the artists mm -hmm. of the world who go away in their private world and they come back with something that's so thoughtful and so amazing and beautiful. Mm -hmm. And so it's really realizing First, realizing what is at your core, but also realizing that there's parts of all five elements in all of us, mm -hmm. and then using this framework to then look at the look at your relationships and your interactions through this lens to see like, oh, that person's not attacking me, or they're not like, you know, they're not trying to do, do something to harm me. They're just coming at it from their, you know, their wood, or they're mm -hmm. coming at it from a, their water. Mm -hmm. And so Tony talked about how. He his son, one of his four kids, is has always been about chilling. <laughs> chill, like he loves to chill. <laughs> and Tony, funny. for anybody who knows Tony Robbins, he's like the antithesis uh -oh. yes. of chill. He's like on fire all the time, on stage, jumping up and down. He's wild go, and crazy. Go, go. He's passionate. And he's 100% that would. And his son was always this calmer, like, dad, let's just chill. And he's like, what the heck is chill? I don't know how to <laughs> chill. And he was always trying to push his son with his wood. He 
was trying to push his son to achieve more, to do more. And he said he realized one day that, you know, his, his son just has a different essence, a different core, and that he's in his life to teach him mm-hmm. because every wood needs that water, needs the fire, needs the earth, mm-hmm. needs the metal mm-hmm. to tame some of that wood power. And so he realized that his son was there to really teach him this other part of himself. And mm-hmm. so that's what I took away from that is that step one, figure out what you are. And then step two, use that to look at the relationships in your life through a different lens, not as like mm-hmm. trying to make everybody like you, yeah. but really appreciating everybody for what they bring to the table. Oh, yes. And that in, in even in and of itself has been such a game changer because he says you need you have all of those things in you. You just need these other people in your life who are not like you to bring that part of you out. Right. And so like in our relationship, I need you in my life because and that's what he says. He's like, oh, like Annie's my fire. Right. Like she helps me bring my fire, the fire side out of me. And, and so the goal is to have all of those things, the five elements, be a little bit more balanced in your life. And you're always going to have one that's like more dominant and that's okay he says but what you want to do is look around at the people in your life and be like you know if your kid is more of a water be like oh that's my water you know and really accept them for for that more of relaxing and the creative instead of getting for me as a wood being like what are you doing like get up like go do something right and like you know that would be very frustrating so even being able to look at it from this lens and and see like oh that that little girl, she's my water and appreciating her for being the water and vice versa for her appreciating the wood in me. If I push her in school or I push her in her activities, knowing that, Hey, it's just because that I care. And, but mostly because that's part of mama and who she is at her center. And so definitely something that I want to, you know, teach my kids as they get older. And this kind of stuff is like the stuff I'm like, probably would have been great if I knew this like 35 years ago. <laughs> right, right. Like, right. like you know, because my life experience as will our experience from this day forward be dramatically different just because now it's, it's we were talking about it before the before we started recording. It's almost like now we have a new pair of glasses or contact lenses on that it just changed everything, you know, and mm-hmm. it's just wild because we have this new way that we see everything. And that has just changed our our lives from from this, the, you know, the yes. end of the event forward. So remind me. Is one of your kids a wood? Or what are your kids? No, I no, think you- my kids are, I think one of them is a, is a fire. And I think one is kind of wood, woodish. Okay. And then yeah. one is kind of waterish. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. he said that, you know, most, most parents that have more than one child, they have like one child that is super easy. Like they, yeah. it's like they get along with, they understand. Mm-hmm. And then there's another child or maybe other children who are a little more challenging. Uh-huh. Yeah. But then when you look at it from this lens of the elements, you see why is because yes. most likely that child that, that you get along with, or that's easier in your your perspective is the one that's most like you and has that same core element. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I remember he brought that up with that one gentleman with his girlfriend Mm -hmm. and his two daughters and he was going through a divorce and all of that. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. My heart just went out to him because he, you don't, 
when you're in a situation like that, you don't know what you don't know and you don't know how to get through it. And going to an event like this gives you the insight and the tools that you need to be able to view situations from a different lens so that you can give it a different meaning. And that's something mm-hmm. that he talks about all the time. And that, you know, mean, and I knew this coach, you know, our coach talks about this all the time. And I knew that, but he says that, you know, he talks about this idea how, you know, me, everything is just what happens to you. It's just what happens. But the moment that it becomes something is when you give it a meaning and there's a a story behind everything. And he told that one story about the, the dad who went into the store and held up a clerk with a gun and shot and killed, I think ended up shooting and killing the clerk in the store. And ended up going to jail, right? And the, the, the gentleman had two sons and the two sons ended up growing, same experience, right? Father held up a, a clerk at a 7-Eleven or whatever it was, shot and killed that person and went to jail. And one of them became, one of the two brothers became really successful. And the other brother ended up doing the exact same thing that the father did. He ended up going to a store and shooting and killing somebody and ending up in jail. And he, they, it ended up that both of them said the same thing at the end, right? They said, how could I not have become this person? Look at what my father did, right? Meaning like one of them looked at what his father did and gave it the meaning like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to do that. That's not who I am. I would never want to do that. I'm going to be better. I'm going to do more. I'm going to be better. And the other guy looked at it and said, how could I not, how could I not do this? Like, I am just like my father and what other choice he's the one who showed me the way, what other choice did I have? Like, this is all I knew, you know? And so that story was so impactful for me because it really like nailed in for me that, that I, this idea that, you know, when you have a life experience, it's always about the meaning that you attach to it that gives you then the emotion that's that you feel about the event that happened. And if you can start to make, think about positive meanings for the things that happened to you, suddenly your emotions are positive emotions and your whole life changes. And so it was even like something as small as that, like throughout the whole event, like I said, like 15 hours a day, he's talking about dropping these little like nuggets <laughs> and these little stories. And it's just like, you know, just like mind blowing, you know? know. Yeah, I know. Well, well, speaking of the meaning, another really impactful moment or or evening of the event for me was the, the suicide night where, which was focused on these interventions with um, people who had tried to commit suicide and then had come to this event and um, went through this intervention. And I remember the story of these two brothers Mm-hmm. And this was a recording from a previous live event, but they Tony talked to this one one of the brothers who had tr- had recently tried to commit suicide, but fortunately failed. His brother brought him to the event. They had grown up in the same household, had endured abuse and trauma and all of this stuff, and they had two very different outcomes. And his brother, he said. You know, he would spend every extra moment at the bookstore. They couldn't afford the money to buy all these books, but he was in the bookstore reading Tony Robbins books Mm -hmm. and getting that mindset and the values and the beliefs and the meaning, assigning the meaning to it that he needed to get out of that place. Mm -hmm. And the brother who had tried to commit suicide, he, you know, he didn't he assigned a different meaning to it. Mm-hmm. And he he was like, oh my gosh, how can I pick myself up out of this situation? I've gone through so much. And then it led him to not want to be here anymore. 
And then, and then what was even more powerful was not just the intervention, but the, the following day, I guess, in the, in, well, in the event and in the recording as well, where we um, dove into the behind the scenes, like what's going mm-hmm. on in the head <laughs> of that person with the, the values. Uh-huh. And, the rules. And so oh, this was a huge eye opener for me. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, people talk about values all the time. We have values in our business, we have values in our personal life. And so most of the time, people stop there, right? It's like, what are your values? What are your top five values? Like family and love mm-hmm. and joy yep. and success, right? Mm-hmm. But then I think what the kicker for me was when he said, okay, well, the values, but then let's dive deeper into the rules. Mm-hmm. And so this was the real eye opener because they took this, this guy, I forget, I wish I could remember his name. Yeah. This, I don't remember. The, the guy who had um, tried to commit suicide and they looked at his values and his values at face value were, were okay. They're fine, normal, normal looking values. But when you look at the rules and they had two different categories of values, right? So the towards values, the positive ones that you're trying to go towards, things like love and success and joy and freedom. And then the away from values, things like regret and humiliation and shame. And so when you look at those, but then you look at the rules. So then this was crazy because he, <laughs> he ha- I forget what his, his towards values were, but his rules behind them were so impossible. It mm-hmm. was like, okay, to feel joy, I have to have all these things line up in my life in order mm-hmm. to feel an ounce of joy. And mm-hmm. then the away from values, it was like, well, all I have to do is think about my past, which I do every day to feel this incredible burden of, of shame or regret. And so he was living in that space all the time. It was so easy for him to feel those negative values and so hard for him to feel the joy and the love. Yes. Yeah. It was so, yeah, that was another huge one for me because I was like, oh my goodness, like this is why when you look at the rules, this is why your whatever your rule is. And you might be thinking, what, what are these ladies talking about? But everybody has a rule. And so that's why going to this event will help you uncover what your rule is. And so at part of the event is changing those rules. And so there's, I think it was like on, um, what was it? Transformation day. I think it was like the fifth day. Yeah. We went mm-hmm. in and we took our away values and our toward values and we reinvented ourselves and said, okay, we're going to make a new rule to make it really easy to feel the towards values. So things like joy and love and faith and compassion and really hard. So we're going to flip flop them and really hard to feel angry. Like what is the new rule? The new rule has to be like, well, literally like my life has to be threatened in order for me to feel angry wow, like what a, (laughs) if that was your new rule that guided your life, how amazingly different. If you're a person who gets angry at the like drop of a hat, how, imagine how different your life would be if that was your new rule for getting angry or on the flip side, like being joyful, finding things like for me, like I've said, well, anytime I even, you know, look at my kids, I'm going to feel tremendous joy, like over abundant joy, like overflowing with joy in inside of me. 
wow, like how different, (laughs) not like, oh my gosh, my kids have to do, they have to eat all the right foods, finish their lunch, go to school, be a good kid, not whine, not do this for me to feel joy. Right. Like that's how it is. Right. And it's like, no, all they need to do is just glance in my direction or just be present with me. And I will feel that tremendous joy. Like even that has been so different for me in my interaction with my children and my husband, because, you know, when I'm guiding with that, it just changes everything, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, the towards and away values were so insightful. It was so interesting too, to see different people's towards and away values Mm -hmm. and how there were some conflicts in mm-hmm. there, right? Like mm-hmm. if somebody had success as one of their values, but they also yeah. had certainty as one of their mm-hmm. values, well, that's mm-hmm. conflicting because right. you can't, <laughs> it, you, for success, you have to take risks and you yeah. have to try new things and you're not mm-hmm. always going to succeed. Yeah. And then, so you're going to try to satisfy that certainty and being safe. And so that's going to limit you. So really seeing it, it yeah. from all 360 degrees and how the different values interact with each other, Mm-hmm. Oh, it was, un- I mean, it's, I, he says it's practical psychology. This was the psychology yeah. I always wanted, wanted. to learn when yep. I was in college. I majored mm-hmm. in psychology because I wanted to learn this stuff, not the yeah. textbook stuff. Yeah. And it was such, so life-changing. Have you been thinking about investing in real estate, but aren't sure you have the time or the desire to manage the investment? Perhaps you're afraid, like we were, that you'll make the mistake of choosing the wrong market or the wrong team and lose your entire investment. Well, that's exactly why we created the Good Egg Investor Club. We do the work of identifying solid real estate investment opportunities in the best markets around the country and then partner with you to acquire these investments and then we'll all share in the returns. We'll identify the growing markets, strong, experienced teams, and the solid deals. We do all the heavy lifting of managing the tenants and the renovations. And as a passive partner, you get to enjoy all the benefits of investing in real estate, monthly cash flow, long-term appreciation, and the ongoing tax benefits. When we first discovered passive investing through real estate syndications, we realized it fit perfectly into our busy lives. We could put our money to work for our families, work less, and get more time back in our days so that we could focus on what matters most and discover our true passion and purpose in life. We've now helped hundreds of people invest passively in real estate syndications and are seeing the positive impact it's had on their lives. We invite you to partner with us by joining the Good Egg Investor Club today so you can start putting your money to work for you and get more time back in your day because we know that when people have more time in their days, they can do the true work they were intended to do and the world will be a better place. To sign up for the Good Egg Investor Club, go to goodegginvestments.com slash invest and we'll take it from there. That's goodegginvestments.com slash invest. It was funny. One other thing that I was just thinking about that we talked in, 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 you know, at length about was the eight levels of consciousness and how, you know, we all operate in these different levels of, of consciousness. And, and I forget what the exact order was, but it's like beige and red, you know, going up from the bottom, you know, beige and then red and, you know, purple Purple. and blue and orange and Mm -hmm. yellow and then green at the top. Can you, you probably remember better than me and probably can explain it better. I'll try. Um, (laughs) What were each of those? Like beige was like... 
we'll do it together. So beige is like, yeah, it's like all the basic stuff. Like you just focused on yourself, focused on the ego, focused on like just fulfilling basic needs. And then above that is red, which is the power God phase. Mm -hmm. It's like, you're like, okay, well, a lot of like celebrities and rock stars are examples of this, right? Where they're like, I'm the center of the universe. Everybody shall do as I say. (laughs) And there's no question, right? Uh My way is, it's the only way. And then one step above that is purple, which is believing that there are, I think a part of it is believing that there are many gods. And so there's like, this is almost like the tribal nature. So you're evolving to the tribal level of consciousness where like, think about like doing the, the rain dance to satisfy the rain God and the sun dance to get the sun to shine, the crops to grow, you know, like, so it's that tribal level of awareness Mm-hmm. And then above that is the next level of consciousness, which is blue, where now you have the one God that you're serving, but there's it's all about the rules. How mm-hmm. do you satisfy <laughs> the rules of this one almighty being? Mm-hmm. And so it's a lot about following this structure and having that structure in your life. Yeah. I just want to say, though, too, yeah. as we're talking about yes. this, that each each level of consciousness, so you know, starting with beige, has a primary driving need. Yes, and it's so right. interesting mm-hmm. to, to relate the primary need to why you're operating out of that level of consciousness. And so for beige, it's certainty. And so for the tribal order, it's also certainty. And then the power god, you know, rock stars and the ego and all this, it's significance and certainty, right? Like totally makes sense. And then the rule one, the blue, it's also significance and certainty. And so, you know, like having these insights and knowing what's driving that mode of operation, essentially, and your level of where you want to operate is such an important part of that as well. But yeah. Yeah. So do you have it up? So what do we get it right? Beige. Mm -hmm. What was next? Beige, um, survival instinct, uh, instinct driven. And then it's Uh tribal order purple. That's level two. Purple is next. Okay. Purple is next. Yep. Beige, purple. And beige, purple. And then level three is the power God, red. Uh Significance and certainty are the driving um, needs. And then level four is the order and the absolute is what it's called. And just like you said, it's all about rules and, you know, very rigid rules too. structure consequence. Like it's, you know, and, and so when you think about, okay, where am I operating out of? It's so wild to assess, like, where do you fall? And everyone has a primary or a default sort of level of consciousness, but, um, but yeah, and that the blue one was, you know, driving need was significance and certainty above that one is level five, which is the orange, which is, this is me striver, driver slash achiever. And it's, you know, this people at this level are, you know, driven for success and strategy, materialism, totally consumerism, image status, growth, a belief in rational thought that drives everything. Oh my gosh, I am so, you know, in our business, I'm so like, well, that doesn't make sense. Like if we do this and we do this, then it must equal that. Right. And so for me, I kind of flow, I think between orange and blue a lot where I really go to like the rules and thing that comes from like my legal background and I need structure because I need certainty and the driver, the primary need driver for, for striver driver level five is significant certainty and growth. And that is me in a nutshell. And, and, and it's just like Annie, you were saying, it's not bad to have that significance. It's just that when you lead 
your life with that as your primary need, you live a different life. And when versus live, you know, having growth be at the top or connection be at the top of why, why you're trying to connect. If anyone out there has ever, ever felt unfulfilled or felt like you're doing something, you're doing something and you don't know why you're still not happy, go to this event. I promise you, it will <laughs> just give you so much more insight into all of this. So, and then after five is, is six. Um, which is the socially conscious. So it's kind of like, you know, green peace and, you know, very happy and, you know, people who want to explore the, their inner, inner selves and, um, you know, they're all about human spirit and values and community. And that drive primary driving need is connection and contribution, which again, like when you think about if you led with that connection being your primary need, how more much more fulfilling your life would be than thinking just about me and significance, you know, and then the level seven is integrated flex and flow. And it's, you know, the drive at this level is ecological application of natural systems. People want to, I forget exactly. What did he say? And that's the yellow level, right? The yellow, the one. yellow yeah, level. What did he say about that's that one? like the, the yellow and the turquoise, which is the last one. Those are the higher level, the spirit centric. Yes. That's, ones, that's right? what it was. Yes. Because the green is the world centric, the, the yellow and turquoise are spirit centric. Yep. And the yellow is really about about flexing between all of these other ones. And, you know, he gave the example of, you know, he has read that anger power God in him, mm -hmm. and, but he uses it with purpose. He doesn't yeah. default to it when he's stressed, but he mm -hmm. knows when to use it. It's like a yeah. Swiss army knife. And that's the difference for yellow is they know what all these are. They have all of them within them, but they have that control to be able to flex between them on purpose, mm -hmm. not when just when they're stressed. Right. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you mentioned, and then the driving primary need for the higher levels of spirit centric is connection and contribution. So it's like, again, like when you are able to recognize when you're falling into red and, or you're being a total orange, that maybe you want to pull that side of you out and operate from a different level of consciousness that will allow you to feel that connection and that feeling of contribution that will give you that sense of fulfillment, that may have been missing from your life. And so eight levels was, was so funny. And what did you feel like you were on that, on that, like where you operate out of mostly? I, I think I'm mostly green, but I, I remember that one. Oh <laughs> gosh, that woman, the yeah. pool of Verity, Verity. So, and, so. and what was her? Joey. Joey oh my yes. gosh. Oh my gosh. That was oh. great. But also the, the recording of the live event that they had where they actually had people in the audience yes. yeah. wear these different colored hats to represent the different levels of consciousness. Yes. And so you get to hear them talk as if they embody that yeah. level of consciousness, which <laughs> was, was really so funny. funny because the green lady, the one she had the green hat on and she was like, I just love everybody. I just want everybody to get along. And then the orange guy, the guy with the orange hat, the, you know, the focused on like business and science and data. And he was like, well, you know, you're, you're against all the, you know, the bulldozing and, you know, all the progress, but look who built all the roads and, <laughs> <laughs> need the clothes that you're wearing. <laughs> like it was so funny to see it like come to life, not just like this yeah. chart on paper, but to see it come to life 
And then I remember hearing the, like the green lady and I was like, Oh, I agree with so much of what she says. But then the downside of green is that green doesn't make a lot of progress because they want everybody to be equal and very egalitarian. And so Mm -hmm. it's like, everybody come join in for a circle, (laughs) listen to what everybody has to say. And the orange is like, no, no, like we got to make a decision. We got to move forward. We've got customers to satisfy. We got ROI to worry about. Like. It's just so funny. Yeah. And it was so funny because when we we were talking back and forth behind the scenes as this event is going on. And so Annie and I realized that she's the green and I'm the orange. And we just realized in that moment, you know, in our conversations oftentimes about the business, how we're missing each other, (laughs) like completely. We're just like, woof, because you're a green and I'm an orange. Mm -hmm. And so it was just so, you know, interesting to see. And, you know, what we've learned is that we all need to be able to kind of flex and like Annie said, you know, be able to use these different levels of consciousness on purpose, not by default. And it's when you fall into the red level and you you do it by just by default, because that's where you normally go when you get stressed and angry. Um, but really thinking back, okay, how am I operating and what would be the best? Maybe I need to pull some yellow into this, or maybe I need to pull some green right now, or maybe I need to, maybe you do need to do, do some blue, you know, maybe there does need, do need to be some rules around, you know, what we're doing and how we're doing it. So mm-hmm. it's just, again, like- Tell everyone, did we yeah. touch on the turquoise? Tell everyone what the turquoise yeah. one was. Turquoise is, um, says uh, an awakened soul, primary driving need being connection and contribution, which is the same for the flex and flow, the yellow, and the same for, for green as well, connection contribution. But it says that the focus at this level is on holistic collective individualism, mm-hmm. cosmic spirituality, and earth changes. People oh, at this level feel constant <laughs> energy and a connection to not only all people, but all things. And they are sensitive to harmonics and mystical forces and unite feelings with knowledge. And it was so funny because he gave that story about Sage, his wife, Tony Robbins' Uh wife, and that funny story about how she was like, wait, do you hear that? There's something, somebody's hurt. And he, Tony's like, what? And this was like, they were like six months into their dating. And she's, she walks like around the corner, around the block, makes a right turn, a left turn and goes down an alley and kneels down and sees a dead bee or a bee that was like on the brink of dying. And she's like, it's this, this is the thing. And that, that's how he drove home, you know, turquoise and this, you know, this other level Mm -hmm. of being connected to the world and connected to other things. Now, I don't know that I'll ever get to turquoise. Yeah. <laughs> I think it would be really amazing if I could, but that sound, you know, me being such an orange, you know, where logic and rational th- thinking, there's no way that that falls into that. Um, <laughs> but it's just so cool because maybe there are times in my life when I do need to bring out some turquoise. And a lot of that was something that I've realized, you know, particularly in this year, um, but just coming from this event that I walked away with is that I need to have more faith and faith in myself, faith in my business, faith in my kids' ability to do certain things. And I just need to have more faith. And I think that, you know, if I can operate out of that, that might be my way to get a little bit closer to to turquoise where I'm feeling like, you know, having faith that this, this world is more than just about like what's happening here and feel that sense of connectedness, which I think is the thing that was missing that where I was feeling that sense of unfulfillment, you know, and so much, we get to do so many fun things and we get to impact so many lives, but yet I was still feeling that sense of like unfulfillment and yeah. So 
So amen, so sister. We all need yeah. a little turquoise in our lives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, one one last thing before we wrap it up here um, that we had talked about, we did this old Hawaiian chant. Yes. And oh, I I'm I, I don't know, you know, most people yeah. probably don't know this about me, but I'm originally from Hawaii. I was born there and then lived there till I was probably six or seven, but go back all the time. It is home for me. And so this it's the the word is so I, he called calls it, what does he call it? Hopo Ono. Hopo Ono is what he calls it, but really it's Ho'oponopono is really mm. like the way you spell it out and the way that you say it. But, um, and he talks about this, it's a spiritual guided meditation and it's really simple. And we did it together with 4,000 other people on zoom with our eyes closed. And it was such what's the word I'm looking for? Like a, a, a release almost, like you know, cleansing. When you do, a cleansing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It just, you let go of so much and you, you forgive and you gratitude and all of that. And he talked about how, you know, you're a hundred percent responsible for your own experience and how doing this like meditative chant will help you, you know, be able to, I guess, take the lead and really have an amazing experience. And so the, the thing is it's, it goes like this and it's four things. And I encourage any Anyone who's listening to take a moment and close your eyes and get in a place where it's quiet. Don't do it where you're with your kids and things are crazy. But at the end of the night, maybe sit there and say it out loud because it was so impactful to say it out loud and really, you know, get into it. But it, it's, let's do it right now. Should we do it right now? Let's All of our do listeners, it. close your eyes, close your eyes, unless you're driving, pull off the road, <laughs> close your eyes and enjoy. Yeah. And so it's just four things that we'll say over and over and over and over for I guess a a minute or so and, and you sit there and do it. So it goes like this. I'm sorry. I love you. Please forgive me. Thank you. I'm sorry. Sorry. I love you. you. Please Please forgive forgive me. me. Thank you. Thank you. I'm sorry. sorry. I love you. you. Please forgive me. Forgive me. me. Thank you. Thank you. I'm sorry. Sorry. I love love you. you. Please forgive me. Forgive me. Thank you. Thank you. I'm sorry. I love you. Please Please forgive forgive me. me. Thank you. Yeah. And when you take the time Uh, mm -hmm. to really let that settle in and say it with, with truth, like when you say, I'm sorry, really feel the feeling of being sorry. When you say, I love you, don't just say like, yeah, I love you, but really like imagine somebody in front of you that you absolutely adore somebody that you absolutely love. And you say that, and you say, I love you. And you say, please forgive me for anything wrong. Who knows whatever it is, the small things, the big things. And when you say thank you, and you end with that feeling of gratitude. Oh my goodness, this meditative prayer in and of itself, again, one small thing has just transformed me and, um, you know, the way that I look so at my healing. life. Oh, mm-hmm. so healing. That that was the word I was looking for was healing is, is it just, it heals all of the frustrations and the the things that are that get to us sometimes in our life and uh, freeze you it, it heals you and then you feel free and that at the end of the day was one of the biggest things that I took away was how all learning about all of these things was so freeing for me and it really just helped me to let go of so much so that I can live a better and more impactful life and you know I just wanted to end with saying that you know part of the reason we wanted to talk about this is because it's not only the 
investing, right? It's not only about like, get to where you're trying to go, buy all the houses, buy the apartments, do the investing and all of that. But it's the other side of it, which is you want to make sure that whenever you get to your goal or whatever it is that you feel along the way fulfilled and that when you get to that goal, you also feel, you continue to feel fulfilled because life isn't about, you know, where you go, right? Life is about, like he says, the person that you become along the way. And so I think that it's such an important thing for everyone out there to, to think about, you know, that it's not just about the rental properties. It's not just about building wealth. It's about more than that in the spiritual level and really finding that sense of fulfillment. Well, for all of our listeners out there, if you want more of this, we invite you to join us. We're going to be going to like all of the Tony Robbins events <laughs> from here on out, but we will definitely be at UPW Unleash the Power Within virtually in March of 2021. We are not affiliated with them at all. We just love, love, love the experience and would love for any of you to join us as well. So if you are going to join, if you have already signed up for the event, please please reach out, let us know. We'd love to connect with you before and after the event as well. And for any of our listeners who are looking for ways to get started with investing, be sure, you know, in addition to this event, be sure to grab a copy of our book. We talk about some of these life and spiritual and living a life by design, these principles in the book, as well as investing principles. The book is called Investing for good, just like this podcast. So it's easy to remember. Just text the word, uh, just text the word book to 41404 to get all the details on how you can get your free copy. Thank you so much for listening. We hope that this recap episode of our experience with Date with Destiny has helped you to change your life just a little bit. You've been listening to Investing for Good, the number one podcast for people like you who are investing to build a legacy for their families, create a meaningful and intentional life by design, and impact the world around them. For more resources, check out goodegginvestments.com slash podcast, and be sure to join the Investing for Good Facebook community. And don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star review so we can continue to bring you amazing new conversations every week. Until next time, keep investing for good.